0: Morning, world! Welcome to Science in the Ancient World. As always, it's your boy, Hawa Dadi And Nate Donahue over here. We have a great show for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about scientific myths in antiquity and using our knowledge of modern science to explain how these phenomena can actually occur. So today, we're going to be talking about scientific myths in antiquity. Now, our first topic is really interesting. We're going to be talking about how uh, ancient priests would create temples on top of mountains and within these temples would be massive cracks in the ground and these cracks, uh, these cracks were thought to be portals to Tartarus you know the underworld in uh, antiquity but in actuality these cracks were just caverns that housed large amounts of uh, hallucinogenic gas so initially these priests would put these giant temples on the top of these mountains and you know people would have to walk up large heights in order to get here. And they'd be exhausted by the trip, and once they got in these caverns, these priests would kinda of put on a spectacle for them. They would bring some sort of small animals, pig, cow, or something like that, and bring it in front of these caverns. They would stand on right by these, uh, these little cracks in the ground, and they didn't know it at the time, but so much hallucinogenic gas was coming out of these, that it completely depleted the oxygen source for the animals. And these animals either passed out or just died in front of them. And these priests would have such intense hallucinations that they would actually think that the power from the underworld is coming up into them and that they can see everything. Now, people, normal people didn't have the knowledge that we have today and didn't have any forms of spectroscopy able to analyze the gases in there. So honestly, if you were to see, in that era, if you were to see an animal just die in front of you, you would think either it's poison or something is really messed up about this crack. Now these priests would use this to their advantage. Now we cannot know for sure whether these priests knew for a fact that uh, these were just gases coming through the ground, or if they actually themselves believed that these cracks were portals to the underworld, but they would use this to their advantage. They would use this to gain a following and make people think that they have some sort of wild divine power, that they're able to put these people or these animals in front of these caverns and they would die, like, uh, but, you know, with today's science, we're able to analyze that these cracks actually emitted around 91% CO2 gas, which, when replacing oxygen, that can have detrimental effects that can can kill you or uh, significant hallucinations. Now, Nate is going to talk about something else that we found uh, that was sent to us and is really, really interesting.
1: Yeah, so thanks for introducing me, Hoar. Of course. Uh, I wanted to talk about the common misconception that the people of ancient antiquity likened basically any natural occurrence uh, to the gods, while that's not actually true because they did study science in, in some ways and forms. For example, they did do a lot of archaeological digs and they studied fossils and tried to reconstruct skeletons from different ancient animals. And this is actually where they got the idea of many of their mythical creatures that appear in the Iliad, the Odyssey, and books like that. So the example that I wanted to talk about today was the Cyclops, which we know today was actually a dwarf elephant that when they discovered this and they reconstructed the skeleton they found that it had a very very large nasal cavity that they believed to be an eye and so they thought that there was this ancient creature that had one eye and it was massive it was huge and so Homer decided well I could definitely make an ancient creature out of this like an, a mythic creature and that's when he, where he came up with the idea of the Cyclops such as uh, the one from from the Odyssey and so then, now, Hawar has another interesting topic. S- speaking of ancient texts, there is a scene from the Iliad in which an eagle is clutching a snake and flying off with it. Hawar, you wanna talk about that?
0: Yeah, of course. So in the Iliad, now this is a really, really cool scene. You know, the Greeks and the Troys, they're both very disappointed. They're exhausted. They're they're exhausted from all the war and they're kind of getting disheartened. And They're not really sure When should they attack? What is the next move? But I'm gonna read you guys a quote from the Iliad uh, on line 822. It says, Clear on the right, a bird wing passed to steal those words. A soaring eagle swooping. Spirits high with the sign, the Argive armies cheered. But bent on glory, Hector answered the giant Ajax taunt for taunt. Now, modern day people, if they see an eagle carrying a snake or a fawn or anything of that nature in the air, they're gonna be really confused. They're gonna be like, oh, that's just a normal eagle hunting. But in antiquity, it's a lot. It's very different. People perceived that eagle to be a sign from Zeus. Now we know Zeus to be the most powerful uh, god uh, in antiquity, um, the god of god, the god of thunder, the basically the head honcho of everything. So when these Argive armies, or the Greeks, when they saw this eagle carrying the fawn throughout the sky, they thought, "Wow, that's a sign from Zeus. This is our prime. This is our prime time to attack." So that raised the spirits of everything. Now,
1: speaking of Zeus, I think that you had another modern-day example that had to do with Zeus. Something that h- happened a little more recently, uh, not antiquity times. Yeah,
0: no, no. This, this just flew into our desk, hot off the press, 2016. All right. So we read about this. We saw this on on Twitter, and we weren't sure. You know what to think about it at first but we we were able to analyze it and it was actually very interesting so uh in 2016 in Norway now this is really cool so people just came upon a field of 300 dead reindeer now first of all that is a pretty ridiculous thing to see just out of nowhere um you know initially I'm sure people in antiquity would have thought the gods must be angry at us why on earth why else would uh, all these animals be dead? The gods must be angry. We must do something else to please them. Uh, now that's that's really interesting because we would have the exact opposite ideology in modern days. We would look at that and we'd want to think about it from a scientific standpoint and kind of go through the scientific method. What do we see? How could this have happened? And analyzing basically that effect. So scientists were able to realize that you know a few days prior to the incident, there was a huge thunderstorm now thunder plays a a really interesting role in this Uh, the thunder in antiquity thunder is basically the one of the great powers of Zeus Zeus was the god of thunder he was able to use his thunder at will and you know whenever people saw thunder being struck down on anybody or anything you know they would see this as a sign and usually it's not a good sign so in modern-day These 300 reindeer died in a really interesting way. Now, we know today that a thunderbolt comes down basically because of an excess of charge in the clouds. Electrons build up. So much electrical charge is built up in these clouds that thunder needs to always find the quickest way to go and get to the ground. It always wants to get grounded. And in this case, that quickest way was through 300 reindeer. Now these reindeer are terrified of thunder. So in this instance, they would all pack very closely together. And it doesn't take much for electricity to be conducted. So that massive stroke of lightning came down and went through all 300 of these reindeer. Now normally, thunder ball of this magnitude would just cause their hearts to stop immediately and basically they would be dead by the time they hit the ground. So now this is this is just a, a crazy phenomenon which we would consider today just to be double luck. But um, in antiquity, I'm sure they thought about it in a completely different manner and they kind of analyzed it to be uh, a sign from the gods and something that they should do. Maybe they weren't pleasing the gods enough and that they needed to do something else in order to further please the gods. Now, sadly, we just got to note that we are out of time for today's podcast. Uh, but make sure to turn in next week and to see the next edition of Science in the Antique World. This is Hawar. This is Nate. And we are checking out. Have a good day.